Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. Welcome to 2023, everybody. I myself am pretty um, excited for this new year because my 2022 was pretty horrible, but a lot of lessons were learned. How was your holiday? I agree with you. My my 2022 was probably my hardest year since I would say the year I got like extreme panic disorder. I would put it right up there really? with that. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty... I mean, no, yeah. the, the year I had panic disorder definitely takes the cake, but like it, 2022, you know, it's glad to put it in the back and lots yeah. of lessons learned and I'm very excited for 2023, but my holidays were, oh, I like was going to bail on this New Year's Eve, my friend's wedding and I was just like overwhelmed. I was just like, that's a lot. Oh, there's you a know, wedding on New Year's Eve. I, I know. Always, I always... Like, contemplate whether I like that or not. If there's a wedding when I was younger, I feel like that uh-huh. was like, yay, fun now. I don't know. Anyway, go on. I just like, I don't know. My ideal New Year's Eve is just being at home and like not dealing with the craziness. Mm-hmm. But I went and I enjoyed myself and I'm glad I oh, did good. that. Um, so, you know, that that would be starting the new year off right, doing things, saying yes when you don't want to say yes. And uh, recognizing that sometimes you have to be pushed to do things that you don't realize are going to be fun and enjoyable. And you never know you're going to have a fun and good time until you get there. And so I think that was a great start to the new year. Yeah, no, well, I'm proud of you. And I know that, um, you know, I always preach say no when you don't want to do something. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like a wedding, I guess that's, that's like an well, event where you have to think about it. I say what? no maybe too much when it's like events and stuff. And so oh, I think like uh, in 2023, okay. it's more of like, you got to say yes sometimes. <laughs> like fearing the fear, but doing, feeling the fear, feeling but doing, the fear, it, doing anyway. it anyway. That's kind of my mantra. Yes. Um, well, I'm proud of you. And did you end up having like a good time or did you have? Yeah, yeah, fun? it was good. It was good. I was like, I was like, I'm glad I did that. You know, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think if I didn't go, I'd be like, God, you know, like that was like silly to let like yeah. feelings and stuff. I don't know. That so that was kind of my experience with New Year's. I was exhausted from the entire week. And I think I just went like above and beyond because I wanted to see so many people and do so many things because last Christmas between Christmas and New Year's, I had COVID and I literally couldn't do anything. And I took the whole week off and I was so excited. I was going to like do all these things and I couldn't do them. So um, this week I, you know, I planned to see so many different friends and I was going to just like, you know, go to small towns around me. And I did. I did do all of those things. And I just ate way too much. I was so tired, but like not, I was tired from like just having, being social. Um, I wasn't working or anything, but like by, by, um, by New Year's, it was like the last night I was, I'm also doing dry January, everybody. I'm not drinking any alcohol for all of January, which I'm really, really excited about to see how I feel. Maybe 
it'll go on for the rest of the year. I don't know. Um, but so I knew like New Year's Eve, I was like, okay, you know, I'm doing dry January. I'm going to just have a, it's the last night for me to have a drink or two. We'll say whatever. And I got to, I want, I was so tired. I was, I, I promised this person I would go to this party for a little bit and I hadn't done anything on New Year's like that for so long. I think I had been home, which is totally fine with me. I love it. Um, but I thought, how nice, how fun to get dressed up. I haven't done this in years. And I got there and, you know, I was with some of my family members. It was a party with kids too. It wasn't like crazy. And so I had so much fun. I had some food and I actually was in bed by like 11 o'clock. I, I left early because I was just getting tired and I'd seen everybody and I wanted to watch the rest of like Anderson Cooper and um, Andy Cohen on CNN. They're like my fave. So... Um, I watched the ball drop like by myself, but it was just like so nice. I didn't feel like lonely and I didn't feel like anything was hi saying hi to Taylor's <laughs> husband. <laughs> he just brought her coffee. So cute. Um, and so I, I, you know, I was proud of myself and I just listened to my body and I listened to myself when I was out and I thought, you know what, I'm ready to go home. And this was nice. Mm -hmm. And this is a good week long of fun. And I'm ready to get started. And the next yesterday was such a nice day. I woke up, I took all my Christmas decorations down. It's been nicer in Philly. So I took a long walk. And it's nice to have this like start. It feels like a new chapter, you know, for me at yeah. least. Um, yeah, no, same, same. You know, and you yeah. had you had some health scares and things happen too in your 2022. I lost my boyfriend and my dad, so there's a lot of grief, and so I, I it's it's. It's crazy to say that, you know, like anyone going through this this dark space, you know, it doesn't feel like it at the moment, but there is light at the end of the tunnel, mm -hmm. you know, and there is going to be a point where you're going to feel like you're creeping out of it and that you're just standing next to it and kind of looking at it with compassion and, you know, still, still feeling... Um, still feeling like you can see it and but maybe it's in the background a little bit more mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how this is feeling so yay i'm happy to be here with everybody today mm -hmm. and i just love the number 23 so i'm like yay 2023 oh, <laughs> three was one of my favorite numbers when i was little too so that's oh, interesting okay. yeah. yeah i'm like it just sounds like a good year so no more yeah. pandemics, please. I know, I know, I know. So yay. So welcome. And we're so happy to be back. So of course, with um, we were contemplating, we were like kind of going back and forth saying, I was telling Taylor, you know, should we do kind of like an introduction to the new year episode, like intentions? And so we're going to maybe weave some of that into the episode today. But we did want to stick because you guys do love our question and answer episodes. And we wanted to stick and be consistent. And it's every first Wednesday of the month that we do the Q&A episode. So we're sticking with it. And we got some really good questions. And we'll probably filter in some some New Year's intention type of advice and stuff like that. So who want to go first, Taylor? Do you kick want me to off, go? Allison? You want me to kick it off? Okay. All right. Um, so this actually was a question that I really was excited about because this does kind of have to do with um, starting the year off in a in a more positive way. And um, I actually just started reading a book on this, so I wanted to talk on it. So someone asked you, "Do you believe in manifestation?" I feel like it triggers my anxiety. What are your thoughts? Um, okay. 
So not everyone, I'm actually curious what your viewpoint before I answer this is on manifesting, because I think people have different perceptions on what it means and what it looks like and how it works. I know for me, I did not really... I will be honest, I was not a huge believer in like manifestation that I knew and that I, it turns out I didn't really know a lot about it. I was just kind of like, what is this feeling like it was kind of woo woo? I don't know what this means. OK, I'm just going to like, you know, write down that I want a million dollars and that's going to happen. Like what? You know, um, but what do you, do you believe in? Like when I say manifestation, what comes? Are you like ick? Or no, so, so I feel like I feel like manifestation gets a bad name. To me, it's like you're setting the intention almost and you're getting into the mindset of being capable, able. It's almost like affirmations to yourself when you can believe yourself you're more you're more capable of getting to that goal. If you wake up every day and you're just like I will never do this, I will never do that. This is gonna, like bad things are going to happen. Like obviously okay, and I think this is where a lot of anxiety comes in because I had this too. Like when I was going through the worst of my anxiety, my dad was like, "Watch the secret. Like you have to start believing like you're healthy and stuff." And like, let me tell you, I watched that show and I go, "Dad, every day I wake up and I'm scared I'm having a brain tumor of a heart attack." So you're telling me that I'm manifesting a brain tumor heart attack? So now it's about to happen to me. And I yeah. think that's where people have anxiety about manifest manifestation because they say like the law of attraction is what you think happens, right? And so people think that they can create these bad things. Like they can create, oh, like I'm sitting around and I'm thinking of having a heart attack. So next week I'm going to have a heart attack. Hmm. I've had this conversation with so many people on my page wow. because they say that people will be like, uh, you, your thoughts are like what happens. And someone was like, oh my gosh, well then I'm going to have a heart attack soon. I'm, I'm fortune telling. So then they get into the fortune telling. This is all, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So, and I can totally, I can relate and understand how that would be. I think it's because, um, sometimes, well, first I, well, I want to finish that, but because I don't want to get off topic, but I think that's because um, the anxiety piece, a lot of times people are so black and white in their thinking and um, it's not really that black and white. And so I'm going to, and I'm going to explain kind of a little bit more about um, manifesting and kind of like the definition of it. And based on a book that I started reading, which I have been loving so far, it's called Manifest Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life by Roxy Nefausi. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Um, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, if you want for this, this isn't like sponsored or anything. I'm just kind of like loving this book. And so she um, she starts the book by expressing what manifesting means. So like to manifest means to make something happen. Manifesting is the ability to create the exact life you want. It is the ability to draw in anything that you desire and become the author of your own story. So in saying that, right, it's it's like I think so many of us that struggle with anxiety want someone to just tell us what's going to take that away and what our future is going to look like. And I think when people, at least for me, when I started, you know, thinking about or learning about manifesting and and why I didn't even start wanting to learn about it until now. I mean, I, I literally have heard the word 10 years ago and it just for me was ick. That's just what come up came up for me. I was like, ugh. And I I was still I was listening to a lot of different um people who are experts in manifesting. I Gabrielle Bernstein is one. I actually did read her book and I really enjoyed it, but still was not convinced about it. 
was sort of like, what is this? Like, I just, this is not going to change anything about my life, you know, thinking it was more of like black and white. Oh, I'm just going to call this in and it's going to happen. No. Um, I'm learning now that it's not that black and white and that while I can't actually predict my future, like I'm not going to say, oh, this is exactly what's going to happen two weeks from now. I can still call in what I'm hoping it to look like. And I can, I can, I can visualize things that I want in my life, but not ultimately, um, you know, make it, it, make it like either blame something or someone or make it blame myself if it doesn't happen, if that makes sense. You Mm -hmm. know, so um, it is kind of a perception and like a mindset, like we talk about mindset, it is definitely, definitely a mindset. Um, And I just want to read a little bit about the science of it too, because that helps me learning about the science of manifesting. And then we'll get to the next question because I know we spent a little bit on this, but I I feel like we could do a whole episode on this. I I do want to do an episode of manifesting anyway. um, Okay. So... So she writes that manifesting is the meeting of science and wisdom. So here's a simplified explanation of the science. Quantum physics has taught us that everything in the universe is made up of energy. We are made up of energy. The chair we sit on is energy and the sky above us is all energy too. In other words, all physical matter is pure energy. What differences one thing from another is the vibrational frequency and the density of the atoms it is constituted from. The frequency of the vibration can be high, low, or anywhere in between. The law of attraction states that like attracts like. This means that a high-frequency vibration attracts a high-frequency vibrations back to it, and a low-frequency vibration attracts low-frequency vibrations back to it. Our thoughts, emotions, and feelings are all made up of energy too, and different emotions have different frequencies. When we change our thoughts, we change how we feel and what emotions we experience, which in turn shifts our entire vibrational frequency. We then attract back to us the frequency that we put out. So if we alter our thoughts and therefore our emotions, we can alter our vibration and ultimately our reality. Hmm. I do know that um, there's a lot of religions that are against manifestation. Oh, like what? Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah, like that. Um, it's like manifestation. Uh, oh, there's, there's some. There's a but I believe it. I mean, there's so they many. Call it like not new to, age something. I, not I don't to, know this. Not to poo poo on religions, but you know, there's a lot of them that are very um, against a lot of things. I, I so. think even Christianity. They're also against a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I so think, I feel like someone said like. That I, I, they, it's like new age something, but I, I think it's how you look yeah. at it though. Like you, if you're looking mm-hmm. at manifestation as your god, you know, it's like it's how yeah. you like. I don't think that I, I disagree with that because I feel like it's all about your intention. So to me, it's like I'm going to think positive thoughts, and I'm more likely to have a positive outcome because I'm not looking at it as an at a, at a negative perspective. I feel like when you look at things at a negative perspective, you can always see the negative. Mm-hmm. You can go into the same exact event with a positive mindset versus a negative mindset. And if you have a negative mindset, you're going to see the whole event as everything that went wrong. But if you walk in with a positive attitude, you're going to see all the things that went right. It's kind of like well, when you wake up in the morning and you uh, do your gratitude and then you reevaluate at night. I have this five minute uh, 
five minute uh, journal a day I got off of Amazon. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And when you go and you evaluate your night, you know, it tells you to list like three things that went good and you like focus on those. But if I thought about the other three things that went bad, you know, I could really yeah. go to bed like upset, you know, so... I don't understand why anyone would be against something that is helpful for to a lot of people. So I'm not really sure why anyone would be against it. But everyone, but what I think is that everybody has different beliefs. So like yeah. not everyone might believe in manifesting. Not everyone believes in religion. So um, it really is just a belief in something. And so that could be also something that brings up anxiety for people when it comes to manifesting, right? Like they could have yeah. a certain belief about something and then say, hold on, this is kind of like different than what I've been thinking before. Oh my gosh, like is, is this going to be bad if I start? kind of going this way. And so I think it's really just about like researching and like with manifesting, I also was the same way. You know, I thought I had a belief about it and what it was. And I, it gave me a lot of anxiety trying to like manifest the right way. Also, a lot of us are perfectionists and they're like, this book has been teaching me like there is no right or wrong way to like do something as far as healing goes. It's just the way that your reality is and what you believe and what helps you. And not everything is going to like help you. Not everything's going to help you break out of anxiety and depression. Like it's, it's creating these toolkits for yourself. Um, and an understanding that like your thought process is a huge piece in shifting your emotions and that's the basis of CBT also, right? You know, like you have different perspectives and then so, and, and people, someone goes into the same situation. And if you have different thought processes mm-hmm. and one emotion, you know, different thoughts, then you're going to have different emotional, emotional outcomes. Um, but again, it's not like there's no perfection in all of this. I would say I, if you're getting the ick like I did, I'm a very open-minded person and I still wanted to learn about it. And I knew that Yes, I was healing in certain ways, but I still felt like I could learn more. And so that's why I picked up this book and I was I'm learning a lot and I'm actually realizing that I I kind of do believe in in that more than I thought I did. I don't again, it's not about like perfection and being like, yes, like after this book, I'm going to do my vision board and then I'm going to get all of my things this year. It's, you know, you have to be realistic and she expresses it in a realistic way. And I think that's the best you can do. So be kind to yourself. (laughs) And I looked it up like why religions are against it. And it says like you're attempting to pull God out of the equation. But I think it's all about how you look at it. So I don't think you have to fully pull God out of the equation. You know, I I think that I think you're right in the sense of like manifestation gets that woo woo you're almost like you're praying to a spirit kind of thing but it doesn't yeah. have to be that for you you know like it no if you, you can like you can add prayer into it you know like uh yeah I, I don't know i think people get too legalistic with it on things so i think that sometimes you have to look at it because people can say like even yoga is bad but it's all about what you're meditating on you know like if i'm meditating on yeah. random things i mean or like other spirits or stuff you know what i mean so i think that yeah I think that if you are in a religion and like you've been told like, oh, this is like completely bad, nothing is like you said, black or white. I think it's how you look at it. So it's like, yeah. 
you know, you can even manifest like you want to be a nicer person. And like, I think that's a good thing. And it's like, you can be like, God, like, you know, I'm, I'm praying that I will be a nicer person. Like you're calling it into existence, you know, like yeah. you don't, so I don't know. I think that's another thing to look at. Cause I think that's why it gets like the woo woo thing sometimes. Like it's like the, well, I'm I mean, going to have a G wagon next week. And there's, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And like, I'm going to put a G wagon on my wall and the G wagon's going to pull up in my driveway. You know, it's like, I, yeah. And I would say, um, just whatever you do, if there's anything that you're feeling the ick, because I'm like, I'm thinking about myself and I have felt the ick is I pulled myself out of that and said, I'm going to be open minded and just learn yeah. about it. So just look at learn, it from a different perspective. Learn too. about it. Just yeah. read something and I don't like learn about it. That's it. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't have to do if you still don't believe it's fine. But yeah, I would say you shouldn't. It definitely should. Nothing that you believe in or nothing that you do should be actually giving you more anxiety. You know, like yeah. whether it's religion or manifesting or like yoga or whatever, all of those things should actually be helping you, yeah. not giving you more anxiety. So. I, you know, I, I highly suggest if you're not, you know, in counseling, if you are definitely talk about that, like process that with yeah. your therapist too. That helped me so much. So absolutely. That was a little long winded. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye to last year's outdated disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to rocket money. The better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. That's what happened to me the last time I tried a streaming service and I got the seven-day free trial, and they kept charging me, and I could not get in touch with one person over email or phone. It was so ridiculous, so Rocket Money was amazing for that. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing away your money, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash anxietychicks. That's rocketmoney.com slash anxietychicks. Rocketmoney.com slash anxietychicks. Ever feel a tightness in your stomach? sitting in rush hour traffic, or can't sleep because of your never-ending to-do list? Yep, it happens to the best of us. That's because your gut, not your brain, is responsible for your stress response. It is the core of our overall health. Personally, I trust Just Thrive. Their probiotic is a game changer for dealing with bloat, skin, and stomach issues, and it's the easiest way to st stay healthy by supporting our immune systems. And it's been shown to help flip the switch on stress so you can feel confident and in control. Plus, for next level stress management, I pair the probiotic with Just Thrive's breakthrough new formula, Just Calm. Just Calm's proprietary ingredients have been clinically proven to do the almost unimaginable. Reduce perceived stress 
improve sleep quality and energy, and even encourage better focus and flow. Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm make the perfect one-two punch to beat stress before it beats you. No fake marketing, no claims, just real, scientifically proven results to help you be the best you. And the best part, Just Thrive's products are all natural. You can learn more about this groundbreaking company on episode 90. Trust us, you will love this combo. I'm a fan of Just Thrive's probiotics for myself, but what I love about this company is that they also have probiotics for your pets. It's so cute to take my probiotic at the same time as my dog. Now he takes five-star poops, has an improved mood, and a fuller and shinier coat. And right now you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrive.com and use code anxietychicks at checkout. That's justthrivehealth.com and use code anxietychicks at checkout. Now let's get back to the episode. Question. Um, okay. In the week leading up to my period, my anxiety is terrible. Is this a common thing? One, I would say I'm not a doctor, but I have spoken with a few hormone specialists, which I'm trying to get one on our podcast, um, especially one oh, that amazing. I spoke with after posting. Like I posted one time, like before my period, like I can feel like dizzy sometimes, a little like increased random anxiety, almost just like you want to come out of your skin a bit and you can't figure out what's going on. A little bit more like depersonalization, derealization. And mm-hmm. yes, this is okay. I don't want to use the word common because I don't think anything is common when it comes to like hormones. I think it's uh, very prevalent in this day and age. I don't think it always used to be this way. Uh, I think a, a lot of people walk around with hormone imbalances yeah. just due to like the just uh, plastics, BPAs, just so many things that we really can't avoid in this day and age and don't yeah. obsess over it and don't go kill yourself over it. Trust me, you will stress yourself out. We just live in a day and age where unfortunately we're exposed to a lot of environmental things. And so... Uh, also before your period, you know, you have dips and spikes. And if you're super in tune with your body, which I am, you can really feel those dips and spikes. Like I know people who they knew they were pregnant before they took a pregnancy test. Like some people are just super in tune with their body. Like they knew like the first week. And so, um, I, I hate the word common, but yeah, it is normal to feel not normal, but it, it is, uh, with a lot of people, I guess, common to feel um, more anxiety the week before your period. And no, you're not crazy. You're not going to go crazy. Just hold it out. And then once you get your period, it usually passes. And yeah, yeah, we need to get that hormone specialist on here. Yes, totally. Well, I mean, I think I think I've mentioned this maybe once or twice on one, some episode, but um, you know, our our DSM has a diagnosis, PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which essentially, I mean, I'm not going to verbatim know all of the criteria, but it's essentially um, if someone fits the criteria of feeling severely, of severely depressive episode. And I would would argue to say also anxious episode before like a week or a couple days before their period or on their period and they get their hormones literally they have a depressive episode and it's 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 sometimes it's hard to diagnose because they're trying to see like what it's connected to um 
but it's pretty uh, but bad I mean, though right pmdd yeah, is like yeah. pretty bad it's yeah. like yeah you would you, know like i know this one girl who had it and she just like every it was like two weeks out of the month she just would start hating her family and like hating her husband mm. and like like literally wanting no, everyone to leave and then like would right when it was over would pop out of it and it was just like what just happened wow. So yeah. it was like so it was yeah. so debilitating. Like if you feel like you're in control, like you know, like before my period, I feel anxious, but I'm in control of my emotions in the sense of like, okay, I know what's going on. But when you like are having those episodes like that, and people around you are like, you act so mm-hmm. different. That definitely go get that checked. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you it is real. One hundred percent. And yeah. no one, we should not have to suffer. I mean, gosh, no. we go through so much every. I mean, even just getting our period every month let alone yeah. <laughs> having to experience all those other like side effects, you know, I, I definitely recognize that I am very sensitive and emotional, at least like three days before and even yeah. like the during where I can cry at like anything. I yeah. know it. And um, it used to be something that I didn't like to acknowledge because I felt like Anytime that would happen, my feelings were invalidated because people would be like, are you getting your period? Like, what's wrong? Are you getting your period? I'm like, okay, well, I don't care if that's the reason. I'm still feeling these things, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's just another <laughs> little side note of just why it's frustrating and it can be for a lot of people is because – you know, it's not just you, like something you're going right. through something and it's not just your period either. You're like you're emotionally or your things are changing. So yeah, I'll definitely work on that. Hopefully that we answered that question. Yeah. For that healer. So, okay. So yeah, I hate the word common, but yeah, I guess it's pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the statistics on it off the top of my head, but I mean, kind of like manifesting, I would, I would do some research. I would definitely yeah. ask your doctor about it. Ask your OBGYN. Um, I mean, if you're hearing PMDD for the first time, I would mention that to your doctor and say, Hey, I heard something called PMDD on a podcast I was listening to. Can you tell me more about that and what you know about that? And do you think that's something I should, you know, you could help me with or whatever. You know what I mean? It's all about advocating for yourself when it comes to that. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Next one. Next one. Next question. Okay. So my next question is, can relapses happen after recovery? Okay. Short answer. Yes. Okay. Next question. Just kidding. (laughs) Only, I only say it like that because of course, like, Healing is not linear. Yeah. I hate it's the word just, relapse. It's just not. Well, and I know, I know it sounds kind of negative. Is that why you say that? You don't it, like that it word? Sounds it like, sounds like relapse to me sounds like starting over from square one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Which sometimes what you're saying is like, that's not really what happens because you've learned. Yeah. Like healing isn't linear, like yeah. no matter who you are, but you're not going to go back to square one. You've made so yeah. much you've made so much like improvement. You, you don't realize how much improvement you made sometimes. 100%. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I think that's a good point that you said that because I I do kind of feel I'm going to start using this now a lot, but I feel like the ick when I hear the recovery, because you're right. It kind of feels like a relapse, sorry, not recovery. Um, relapse because yeah, you're right. It almost like sounds like, Oh, maybe I failed. Mm -hmm. 
Like, you know? it's like, oh, I got to start all over again. I'm at square yeah. one. Like, this is going to be a huge truck yeah. up. Like, you know. But but the word I do like is recovery. I love the word recovery, though, because mm-hmm. I think that we're we're in recovery from so many things in our life for the rest of our life. Yeah. You know, so um, I think that's a great way to look at it is like mm-hmm. when you think about it, it's kind of it's just a like a um, like a blip in your life that you're going through. And some of the things might be out of our control that we go through when our anxiety spikes again or we're depressed, right? Like, for example, the death of my dad, like grieving, that's not something that anyone asked for. Obviously, it's the truth in life that that's going to happen or, um, you know, me breaking up with my boyfriend and all that stuff. Um, I didn't really have a sense of control there either. I mean, that's just something that didn't work. Yeah. And so so I think of those things and we started today by talking about the lessons that we've learned last year. And I think if there's anything when it comes to healing that sometimes these dark spaces are are something that are put in our life to teach us something. It doesn't feel like that in the moment, like I said, you know, like why is this happening to me? Like your your 16-day health scare. Yeah. Right? Like I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Of course, I wish you didn't have to go through that. But wow. I mean, look at all of the lessons that you've learned and like what you what what you were taught from from that, you know, challenging experience. You guys can hear all about that, I think, in like two episodes ago or something. But Taylor talks all about it. And it like, I don't know. I just feel like you're right. Healing is not linear. And when it comes to, um, you know, having setbacks, we talked about setbacks too last episode and mm-hmm. you kind of need to push forward and, and be compassionate with yourself. Give yourself grace. Don't look at it as a failure. That was a huge thing for me. Every time I would either have a panic attack or I would have like one of my traumatic responses where I would scream at my mom or scream at my sister, I get feel so ashamed of that. And recognizing that I knew I was having this like intense trauma response and that I would be so mad and angry at myself for days and weeks. And now I recognize, well, I know how to regulate myself better a little bit, but I, that happened a lot last year when my dad was sick and he was dying and my family, we all yelled at each other so much because we just all feel so out of control, but we all are like so much stronger now as far as like our connection with each other. And like, you know, you apologize and you just apologize to yourself too. And you hug yourself and give yourself grace. So just recognize all of that, that you take a step back, but you can still move forward. It doesn't, it, there's not, doesn't mean that you're, you failed at anything. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. Awesome. Okay. okay. The next one. Next question. How did you tell your husband when dating about your anxiety? It's hard to tell people. So I've been dating my, or well, I started dating him. Yeah. (laughs) We've dated about eight-ish years. So when I met him, I had, I mean, I won't say I had no anxiety. I think I clearly had anxiety. It was just not, it hadn't reached its peak yet. So like I was always a perfectionist. I was hard on myself. I probably came off as, you know, someone who gets it all done. But in reality, that was very high functioning anxiety. And so um, when, what was it like a year-ish? No, two, probably two years into dating is when I had my, no, 
probably two and three years maybe is when I had my first panic attack, like full blown panic attack. And at first, I mean, like I didn't even know what was going on. So like, of course he was very compassionate and you know, we were just like, Oh, that's weird. Like what happened? And then, um, it got really, really bad and he's a rare breed. Uh, but, but, but he's not because I've talked with a lot of people and I think this is an important conversation because a lot of people feel they're unlovable because of what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And there is somebody out there for everybody. And I firmly, firmly believe that. Yes. And I also believe that there are good people out there just because I was going through something. It didn't mean that I was anxiety. It was just anxiety was a part of me in that moment. And he was able to see past it. You know what I mean? Like he was able to know that there was going to be light at the end of the tunnel. He's a very optimistic, positive person. Whereas, you know, if I was probably with someone like that, I'd be like, geez, like, is this my life forever? Because I immediately go to the negative Mm -hmm. and he was able to remain positive. Like you'll get through this. Um, So I do believe that there are people who will love you anxiety and all. And I think that's super important to because I know a lot of people have messaged me and said, you know, I'll never find someone. How could someone love me with like these panic attacks I experienced? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, somebody will. I promise you. I promise. I promise. I promise. Yeah. And I think when it comes to telling your, someone you're dating about anxiety, I think this would be good for you to answer. Because how did you tell your ex yeah. about your anxiety? Yeah. So what you're saying, actually, I struggle with that a lot, like feeling lovable and going through life, just feeling unlovable because of this part of me, um, which stems from so many other things like different trauma experiences when I was younger and when I was older with men and all this stuff. And so um, it's been, I don't... (laughs) So I think I've only really my my last boyfriend is really the only one I ever got to the point where like we had conversations about it. I oh, never wow. really got to the point. I mean, I had I've dated, but I never got to the first of all when I dated, you know, 10 years ago or like in my 20s when I didn't even know what was happening to me. So like I wasn't going to have a conversation about it cuz I didn't even know what was going on. Um but like this last relationship, it what actually really saved me was my therapist, to be honest. Um, I started seeing a therapist who specializes in relationships and like couples and just seeing her individually. She also she also does a lot of like attachment work. And so I started learning a lot about um, my own just attachment style and my own anxieties when it comes to relationships. And she helped guide me more of how to really just slowly recognize my patterns when I'm with when I was with him. So as I got more vulnerable and we like fell in love, um, it was easier to talk to him about it because it was slowly like coming up. And that's what I think is probably the most important thing is first recognizing that you are lovable and doing the work on your own Mm -hmm. to recognize that, you know, it doesn't, you don't need external validation to, to know that you're lovable. You actually need to work on that before you get hop into anything. It doesn't mean that like, if you're still doing the healing work, you can't date and can't be in a relationship. Totally. Um, But like for me, I know that's something I'm always going to, it's always going to challenge me when I get into any relationship. So 
I I have a lot of like self-esteem and insecurity issues that I don't know if that was a part of your core of your panic disorder. I'm not sure. But for me and my anxiety, there's a lot of that, which is is hard to show up with in a relationship. So I would say I would take things slow, um, but also kind of recognize that it's okay to be vulnerable and like talk about challenges that you've had. Maybe you don't want to kind of like overshare in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, maybe just, you know, slowly share some some challenges that you have. But also I think your partner should also be able to be aware of themselves and maybe limitations that they have. So if you know that you're you've everyone has something. Yeah. And if you're feeling like secure with something, you can you kind of just know when you have a feeling if someone is listening to you. Is someone actually listening to you and asking you questions about yourself? And is someone, is this person um, making you feel, I always think about, do they make me feel safe? Like, does my anxiety and my, like physically, does my stomach hurt? Does my anxiety, not not because like I'm excited nerves, right? But am I feeling like on edge when I'm with this person all the time? Yeah. I started getting like that with my ex. Because I was Hmm. nervous to talk to him about things sometimes when I was anxious. Like, he would never openly embrace me by saying, what's going on? Like, tell me about what's going on in your mind. Or like, how are you feeling with this? I'm sure it must have been hard for you. Like, sometimes he did if I would just start talking. But like, he would never really be understanding about it because I don't think he really understood himself and his own anxiety. Like he was just not self-aware. So I would say finding someone who's actually aware of themselves and their own emotions is huge for someone that has anxiety. Um, And just taking things slow and really knowing that you're being vulnerable is a good thing. And if a person can't take that part of you, then they're not the right person for you. Mm -hmm. Because anxiety isn't your whole personality. 100%. You have to learn really, really how to wholeheartedly love who you are and even that part of you, especially. Yeah. I think it makes you like very caring and loving and understanding and deep. And I just feel like anxiety makes people who go through it look at the world differently. Like I look at people with such compassion and understanding and love and I'm like, oh, they're having a hard day. Like, I know what it's like to have a hard day. I know what it's like to have a really bad day. And like, I'm going to look at them with grace and love rather than like, be like, oh, why are they like, you know, acting that way or blah, 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 blah. You know, I think it really helps you put things into perspective and look at life very differently, which is a beautiful characteristic, especially like with a guy who like goes to work and say he's having a hard day at work. You, you know, you can come from a more compassionate side of things. So yeah. I, I think I yeah. think it's a beautiful quality. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of people that need to kind of take what you said and say that to themselves over and yeah. over again. Cause I I do that and I have to continuously do that. My brain tells me a lot of times that I when I look in the mirror that I'm ugly and gross and that's just part of my genetic makeup or whatever happened to me that I look in the mirror and sometimes that that's just what happens when I look in the yeah. mirror. And I literally actively have to talk to myself and say, stop it. And I know, yeah. I know a lot of part of that is my little girl in me, my inner child who felt very dismissed and, and just ugly. I hate that word, actually. I don't like it, but I'm, it's the truth. Like I, 
that's how I felt when I was yeah. a couple times when I, you know, link about my trauma and that's still in there. And I have to basically talk to her and I say, stop, what are you talking? That is so mean. Do not say that about yourself. You're beautiful. Yeah. All of these ways. And here's why, you know, I look in the mirror a lot of times and do mirror work and I talk to myself and, um, you know, I just, like I point out all of the things that are beautiful about me and what it what makes me beautiful and it's not just all that so it's just so it's it takes work that honestly it just takes work and sometimes mm -hmm. it's just gonna be extra work one day and then you know for a couple of days you're gonna feel good so um but when yeah but when I, it comes to dating maybe we'll do you know another episode on that too because there's just so many things I've learned and I'm actually going to be starting to date again in the next couple of weeks, months, um, which will be exciting. And I follow me on Instagram, the anxiety healer to um, follow my dating journey. If that's something mm -hmm. you're, you're going on, because I, yes, it's going to be very interesting for me knowing what I know now about my own anxious attachment and just starting to date again with what I, I know I, I want and I'm looking for and I'm older a little bit too, so I'll be different and navigating through all those anxieties. So I, I'm, that might be able, more helpful for you too, whoever wrote this question. I love that. Yeah. I loved all these questions. They were great. I know. Me too. That was really, they were really good for the, the new year and I kind of love these episodes. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else? Ready for 2023. First work day of 2023. I know. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Get <laughs> Let's get it. Um, all right. Well, we love you guys. Please. We have so many great things for 2023. Also, like crazy good guests coming on. Oh my gosh. I think I've I locked in I've locked in like eight really awesome guests. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I know I have a couple too. And um I we saw stuff we forget to say in the top of the episode. So hopefully if you guys are still listening. <laughs> You're hearing all of our so ex just so excited for all these guests. Um, also, I have so many amazing things happening this year with my practice and my page. So if anyone is go get the Anxiety Healer's Guide. I have another book coming out soon. It's going to be done in the summer. Um, I'm doing a membership program at some point. Um, if you want to subscribe to my Anxiety Healer's Instagram page, please do that. There's so many exclusive content that I'm providing. Um, to, I, well, no, you'll be listening to this on Wednesday, but anyway, just go check it out. Go check out the health underscore anxiety, anything else you want to let them know. It's health underscore anxiety. Not what I said. I think you said the health, like the the anxiety healer. Oh, sorry. No, it's health <laughs> underscore anxiety. I do that too. Like when I'm tagging things, I'll start writing the health and I'm like, what's, wait, what? Because I just wrote the anxiety healer. And so I'm like, wait, what? Because it's the anxiety chicks, the anxiety healer. And then I'm like, the health anxiety. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, well, we should just take out the, well, I don't think we can now, but. No, you know that the Facebook, chicks. Facebook used to be the Facebook and then you took off the, and I was, was like, it really? Oops. Yeah. Huh. Want wants cool. Um anyway, we love you guys. Please leave us a review if you like us. Yes, we'll and send you. us any 2020 2023 gosh, I'm already getting tongue tied. Uh topics <laughs> you want. Yes, perfect. 
Awesome. See you later, y'all. Happy healing. Bye, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.